today I was going to talk about leveraging your expertise because a lot of people have reached out about that. And of course, if you're on Facebook, every other thing is supposedly how to get high ticket clients, but it always leads to the question, if it's that easy, why are they wanting to teach you? Why don't they just go get the, I just saw one, how to get a hundred thousand dollar a year contract. I'm like, it was an interesting ad. I'm, I'm going to model part of this text, but I'm like, hmm, you know, cause I would look at it like, well, if it's that easy, why don't you just get three or four hundred thousand dollar contracts? But we always talk about this thing, leveraging your expertise, right? And we make it out to be very complicated. I guess the thing I want to stress today as part of leveraging your expertise, and after I decided to talk about this today, I had a unique thing where, I, well, I do it all the time. I started clicking on a lot of the ads on Facebook, Instagram, not so much TikTok, but those two especially, and, you know, that we're offering, like, mainly, like, for coaching and things like that, right? A lot of those will, you know, give you some kind of free, something free, a report, a book, or something like that. So I decided to see what they were doing. And it reminded me of something that I'm guilty of. And uh, when I coach people up, I always forget that a lot of us are guilty of the same thing. And what that is, is especially if you're, those of us on this call that are, I think everybody but one maybe, is a hypnotist or an NLPer, right? So if, you're, if you've studied any hypnosis or NLP, right? You have an advantage way beyond 90% of the people out there, right? And yet I think what happens we get into that paradox of knowledge where we know things and we think that when we're going to pitch this, when we start trying to pitch something or write an ad or do whatever it is, one of the problems is we begin to write the ads for ourselves or we write the stuff for ourselves thinking everybody knows this, right? Everybody has this, whatever this level of expertise is, au contraire, right? And it reminded me of two things. And for those of you that are tracking NLP, this is a uh, uh, nested loop. That all reminds me of another story, which is, you know, like, uh, yeah, I'm a veteran. I'm in the VA system. I'm a disabled vet, you know, follow all that stuff. So I have a certain level of information here. And it's real easy for me to start talking about things that I'm very comfortable with, or I know from being in that system since I was 18 years old to today, that I forget that those, unless you're in that system, you don't know that system. Even if maybe it's a family member, unless it's maybe a spouse or a, or a son or something like that, you're probably not gonna know the terminology and the words and the things that we use, right? And I think that's what happens when we're familiar with NLP and hypnosis, okay? And plus when you're familiar with it, you get that base level knowledge. And so you're always going after that um, shiny object out there. What's the next cool thing, right? Because you have the base knowledge of rapport. And I was just talking to somebody, um, uh, uh, 
And we, we were talking about VAK and stuff like that, the visual art, see, and that's what we do, VAK, visual auditory kinesthetic. You're in this world, you don't think anything of it, you'll just use that term. I guarantee you, 95% of the people you talk to in the world, including traditionally trained therapists, won't have a clue what you're talking about, right? They just won't. If they're not trained in it, they're, it's just not what it is, right? And so, uh, you know, we, we go after the next thing, you know, what, what is like the next level of expertise in hypnosis or NLP or marketing, things like that, right? When the fact is, if you have this base level knowledge, and this is what I, and I, I always say, I teach other people what I need to remember, right? And that is <clears throat> the real power is in the basics, right? The basic, the very basic information, because most of the people out there don't have it. Even people in our field don't have it, right? Um, just because they've taken an NLP class or hypnosis class doesn't really mean they know anything about hypnosis or NLP. A lot of people take a class, file it away, and never do anything with it, right? Or they forget the basics. You know, and again, it reminds me of another story, another nested loop for all my NLP trainers out there, right? And that is when you go to, I used to go to these martial arts seminars for uh, Reiku Kimpo, Pressure Point Karate, and they were three-day seminars, Friday afternoon, all day Saturday, all day Sunday. But they started each little session, Friday, Saturday morning, Saturday, you know what I mean, each little, you know, four block, four hour block, including Saturday night they would start it with going over the basics, you know, like a front kick, a reverse punch, just very, you know, these blocks, right, from their viewpoint. Now, you have to remind yourself, or if, you, if you've never been in that world, 90% of the, over 90% of the people in those seminars were already black belts. Most of them own schools. Right? They were they owned martial arts schools, training schools. A few were professional fighters that were in this style. So it's like they were good at what they do. And yet we'd spend about a half hour working on a front punch or a reverse punch or a front kick, side kick, whatever the hell it was, right? Because the teacher, a guy named George Dillman, or one of his um, main guys would talk about it's the little things you forget that will sabotage your long-term success, right? What are the little things, your foot placement, your things like that? And uh, if you're a sports fan, um, you always see these elite athletes after whatever their season is, football, baseball, basketball, whatever the season is, even golf or tennis, they'll, after they take in a little bit of time off, they go back to the basics. They'll go to a seminar coach or somebody to work on the basics. You know, um, I always remember reading about how I think it was uh, Tom Brady, Peyton Manning and Drew Brees were all at the same little camp working on throwing a football. And if you're a football fan, you're like, these are the top three guys that, you know, and what they do. Why would they spend a week working on fundamentals of throwing motion, this and that? 
Well, it's because it's the basics, right? So again, if you want to level, leverage your expertise to tie the loop back to what I was talking about, it is one of the basics that you can use from your hypnosis, NLP, or marketing world that most people don't know because that's what they're hungry for. What ends up happening, we start trying to sell our services to people like us who don't need what we're really trying to sell from, right? Or they get burned out on it. And my evidence for that was a couple of the things I clicked on about like building coaching. One was the magic script that you need to get clients. It's a million dollar magic script, right? And, you know, the, or the seven magic question. It was some, some shit like that, right? Something magic. And, uh, and I'm like, okay, I'll bite because it was free. I signed up, right? That's why we have multiple email addresses. So I get the magic questions and I kind of track this person. I look, you know, I look at them. They're very successful at this. And I was expecting, like a lot of us probably on this call would be expecting something like groundbreaking, something I've never seen, right? And the question started with like, that's interesting. Tell me more about this. Really? Right? So then I'm looking at the questions. You know, that was one that's like, uh, how much is this problem costing you? Right? Which is a, which is a good question. I try to teach that in a different way, but I'm like, okay. So it was like, give me an example, you know, or tell me more about it about it and maybe give an example of this problem you're having right and then like i said then the next one was um how much does this cost you you know what's this costing you to have this problem right you know if you could imagine this solution to your problem they said you know Tell me what the solution to your problem would look like, right? Of course, I have to jump in and add, but that would work for 80% for of the people, right? But if we would add like the solution, what would it look like, sound like, or feel like? You know, now you've added a different level. Whoever came up, this person probably had the very basics or read a book on NLP or something like that, but didn't know the next level. You know, and then, Again, it just goes back to, and this is kind of, we see it in the metal model when I'm, when I teach the metal model, you know, what would happen? Right? If you do nothing. Right? Which again, you know, I teach that in the metal model in the therapeutic sense of like rubbing a little salt in the room. So if you don't change this, if you're a procrastinator and you don't change your procrastination, you know, um, what would happen, right? Well, it's going to be January 2nd of next year and you're still fat, overweight, chain-smoking alcoholic, right? Tough crowd. Lighten up, people. Man, it's holidays over. Now we can, now we can begin to have fun, right? And, you know, uh, and then the next question was, can you imagine... A different solution. This one was I. This one was a little different. I like this, right? Imagine a solution, and then 
I would add, tell me about this is This would be, if you're trained in this, this would be an Ericksonian question. They're going to tell you what they need at that moment, right? Right? And, and can you imagine the solution in three, as we call future pacing, three months, six months, and a year, right? Now, these are very basic, simple questions from the NLP or the hypnosis world. I've seen this in different form, formats, right? But if you're coming from the business side or you're just getting into business or you're an entrepreneur that's starting a business or if you're changing a business, the odds of you of someone showing you these questions is remote, right? And so you're going to think this is brilliant, right? Now, some of us, some of us may be going like, yeah, it's not that big a deal. This person's made seven figures off of offering this from what I've looked, from what it looks like, right? Over a long time, he's been doing it a long time. So I, I will say that when like jump in and he's making seven figures in that, it's probably taken him, you know, five, five to seven years, but he's also consistent, you know, lately I've been talking about my three C's, you know, he's consistent, you know, and, um, he's consistent in it, right? Um, in posting it and doing this. And then, of course, people get this. If they like this, if they've never heard it, they're going to say, well, what's next? And then he tries to book you into, I think it's a guy, tries to get you into it or his company gets you into a call or whatever it is, right? But it's, you have expertise, especially if you're trained in hypnosis or NLP. And I would say, go back to the basics. Put together something very basic that 90% of the people out there don't know, including people in our field, right? And so run with it that way, right? So that's how you, and so then look at your other expertise, right? All of us usually, those of us in the NLP hypnosis and coaching world, you, you have expertise that you can tap into that you can add your hypnosis or your NLP to, to give it a different flavor, right? To give it a different take, right? Whatever it happens to be, you know, we got one guy on the call, I, I, he's an engineer, if I remember right. And, uh, you know, so he has a different thing. So he could take the NLP, add his engineering, and then you go after that market. Does that make sense to everybody? That's leveraging your expertise, right? One person on the call is a teacher or was a teacher, still a teacher, I guess, right? But you could leverage your, you know, how to use subconscious, I don't know, but, you know, some of the stuff we know in the hypnosis and the NLP world and pitch it to your teachers. And then at the same time, reverse that and say, what I've learned in 20 years of teaching, let me show you how you can apply this to your therapeutic practice or to your coaching or to this right? To make you a better therapist. What I learned as a teacher will make you a better therapist. Here's a free report. Okay. Now, what I learned after 20 years in the diamond business, right? And how I can help you build the coaching practice. Doesn't have to make sense, by the way. Right? It does in a way, but I mean, now you're saying like, because people go, well, if you've done this for this many years, you know, and so if you're going to leverage your, 
your expertise, you got to think about what is your expertise, right? What is your expertise? Again, if you're trained and if you're into hypnosis and NLP, go back and review a basic NLP or hypnosis course because that's where the gold is that the general public doesn't know. And maybe you've incorporated it so much you don't have to think about it anymore. So maybe much like Tom Brady or they're now retired, Peyton Manning and Drew Brees, they would go back to the basics and work on the basics, right? Because that's, and then you can farm that upwards. So go back to your basics in the NLP and hypnosis. And what other areas of expertise can you bring into it, you know? whether it's a, a, a profession you still do or you, you did before you got into this, right? What are your hobbies? What do you, you know, what are some of your hobbies that you could bring that uh, expertise into this? You know, what I learned from real, uh, a lot of people uh, were fascinated with, we did a class on, you know, in a, uh, sports and performance hypnosis, right? and the and the co-trainer, the guy that trained most of it, Jeff Neal, kept talking about what he learned being ringside. The first is a professional fighter himself, but then as a coach, and what he learns ringside, right? And, you know, walking somebody into the into a match, or you know, ringside, and it was fascinating stuff, right? And the stuff we taught in the NLP was still very basic and, and useful, right? But it gave a different format. And he brought his other expertise in that most people don't have, right? Because as a professional fighter and now as a professional coach and a guy that runs martial arts studios, da 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 right? So whatever it is, what are your other areas of expertise? And again, it could be something you did as a, as, as a profession, or maybe again, as a hobby, you know, because that adds a different level of credibility. You know, how I can apply NLP techniques on a film set. Ooh, there's a course, I should write that down, right? Right, on stage or a film set, right? How I use NLP techniques to deal with difficult actors when I'm directing a show, right? I mean, these are, that's my other thing, it's a, it's a vocation, right? You know, Carolyn could write a thing. What she learned as 20 years as a, as a, uh, I, I never say the word right. I'll say a horse person. Uh, yeah, the begins with an E. Somebody just yell it out. Yeah. Uh, equestrian. Equestrian, right? Of course, I know someone that built a very successful business taking her NLP and her hypnosis into the, equestrian community of dressage, which if you're in the horse world, I know a little bit about, that's a high ticket world. You know, they'll spend a half million dollar on a trailer to take their horse somewhere. So it, it's a different, it's not like me where you're just barely buying hay. Um, but so what other things do you do that can make your stories more, and it'll open the market. Taking your expertise from the hypnosis into the equestrian community, into the teaching community, into the diamond business or the jewelry business, right? Or the engineering business. Nonprofits. Nonprofits, 
you know, how I used NLP and hypnosis to double the donations to a nonprofit. That if you're in a nonprofit, that might get your attention. Yeah. Right? And then you just sell your NLP to that group. So that's how you leverage it. So again, what do you what do you all write? You know, if it's your expertise, right? And when it comes to expertise, I read this really cool thing, and it comes from a person. And bear with me when I mention who it is. Um, and now his name just fell out of my head. They did a movie uh, with him, and the movie had um, Tom Hanks um, and DiCaprio, or is the guy that could imitate all these like a pilot, pilot and a pilot. pilot. He argued cases in court. He was in surgery and all this other stuff. But some of the stuff he did, especially I think with the lawyer stuff, you know, the real guy, they were saying, well, how did you do this? You know, and all this other stuff. He goes, well, you always have to remember, I only have to be one page ahead of the person in the book. Right? You don't really, so if you have a, what you, maybe you don't think you're an expertise in whatever, teaching or whatever it is, you know, equestrian or whatever, but compared to people with no experience, you're an expert probably, right? Or you have a level of expertise. And so you could, and again, it, it will add a different level, right? And make your stories pop more and do different things, right? And again, and I would suggest for everyone to, when you see a, an ad, in, especially like on Facebook, Instagram, that gets your attention, right? Or they're offering something along these lines, like how to get coaching clients, some of that stuff we're over-marketed to. You know, sign up for what they're offering, you know? And find out what, if they're giving something away, what are they giving away? And I'll, you'll be... Probably, unless you've done it, you'll probably be surprised that it's it's something very basic. But again, if you've never, you know, if you could go back, if I could go back 40 years and someone showed me the Dave Elman technique. In fact, I was in hypnosis the first time I learned the Dave Elman technique. Yeah. And I went, what the fuck? Why didn't they teach me this before? I was in the NLP world. What's all this Ericksonian crap of telling a story for 20 goddamn minutes? Take a deep breath, close your eyes, do this. Boom! You know, it's like, well, and it's very, you know, and again, people go, whoa, that's very, you know, if you're in it, you're going, it's very basic. But again, the outside world. And my challenge to a couple of you on this, on this, if you're on this or if you're watching the replay on the National Federation of Journalistic Programming uh, Facebook page, uh, create like a, a post on, I'll show you how to get synambulism in under five minutes. Complete pain control in three to five minutes. The secret most hypnotists don't know. That's the kind of thing. I'm also beginning to pitch my hypnotic writing 2.0 course. You know, but most... Most hypnotists don't know, right? And then if do a little thing on um, the Dave Elman technique and do your version of it. And if you change it just enough, right? Right? Whatever it happens to be. 
So leveraging your expertise, again, stay basic. Don't try to, you know, uh, oversell. Keep the, especially if you're targeting people that aren't experts, right? Which is according to the experts, like from ClickFunnels and all these marketing gurus, the money's in that group, not the people that are already very good at what they do, you know? And then, you know, that's, that's the thing. So that is leveraging your expertise, right? And having some fun with it. So let me turn off the...